What's going on? Sweat It Out is sponsored by Ice Shaker, the ultimate bottle for living an active and healthy lifestyle. You see, Ice Shaker is the perfect bottle for keeping your drinks hot or cold and blending powders on the go. It was created by Chris Gronkowski and invested in by Mark Cuban, so you all know it's legit. So please, we encourage you guys to go check them out at iceshaker.com and use our coupon code SWEATITOUT for $5 off your first purchase of $25 or more. If you guys know us, you know we're not here to push products that aren't going to benefit your life. If we use it, we want you guys to use it because we know it's going to bring a lot of value. And there's no better bottle than Ice Shaker. Another thing, guys, both Josh and I, we live in Miami. And you know that's a very hot city. So it's super important for us to keep our drinks cold at all time. So for those who live in hot cities as well, you know what we're going through. One more time, check them out at iceshaker.com and use coupon code SWEATITOUT for $5 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Boom. If you guys are like us, you know how hard it is to find the perfect pair of workout gear. That's why we want to introduce you to 10,000. 10,000 is a no BS, no gimmick company with no endless scrolling through indistinguishable products. We understand how overwhelming it can be to have to scroll through a mindless amount of products and colorways when you're trying to pick the perfect fit for you. 10,000 has pared back their line to just the essentials, creating a system of gear that's perfectly designed for all the ways you train. Check them out at 10,000.cc and use the code SWEATEDOUT for 15% off your order. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweated Out Podcast. Today's special guest is someone who is viewed as an extreme savage, somebody who's broken world records, somebody who's competed in high competitions as an athlete. But in today's podcast, we're not only diving into this individual's athletic lifestyle and competing, but we're also diving into this individual's new approach in the business and entrepreneur world. Today's special guest, we have Hunter McIntyre. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, everybody? Today we have a unique and special guest. We got my boy, the one and only Hunter McIntyre. What's up, brother? Yeah, baby. For a second, I was all worried you're going to mispronunciate my name because a lot of people do. But uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm pumped to be on the podcast. I'm pumped to be back at it, you know, in an interesting time. But uh, I'm going to give you guys interesting reasons to keep on following me. So we got some good things ahead. Good, man. That's what we want. I see you're ready to go. You're, you're rocking the headband. You're rocking the flow. You got the towel ready. Woo! Just did a hard workout. I knew I wanted to get in, get like, I, you know how it is. Like sometimes you just need to get the workout in. And then all of a sudden it's like you t- drank 10 cups of coffee. So like, that's where I'm at. I'm, um, I'm freaking jazzed right now. I just ripped apart an assault bike with some burpees and tota bars. And now I'm ready to talk about anything. I'm surprised you can even breathe after the assault bike, man. That thing is always fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, man. I I've learned, uh, I've learned my lesson with that. I, I almost gave myself compartment syndrome. 
uh, in my legs at uh, a gym in New York one time with that thing. So I've learned this like fine line that there's just one, if you go literally one year ahead of yourself in the salt bike, it's the only piece of equipment I know of that can literally shut you down for the day. It's fuck, so, it's fucking brutal, man. So my old boss at Equinox, Todd Anderson, mm-hmm. right? Did the, uh, the 50 calorie challenge and like one, one minute, uh, not in a minute. He did 50 calories in 18 seconds. And then what? Yeah. So he played, the guys he, have. <laughs> he played fullback tight end defensive end at Michigan state. Like when Kirk cousins was there, shout out to Todd. If you're, if you're listening, um, yeah. and then I guess some guy like tied him or said that he tied him no video for that guy, but, but Todd's got the video. So they did like one minute, uh, max calories. He got 86 in a minute, dude. It sounded like an airplane hangar. <laughs> sounded yeah. like an airplane taking off. It was unbelievable. And it's interesting. It's one of those kind of things that were, it's like one of the few things that rewards the bigger guys in the cardiovascular yeah. world. Yeah. So like I always end up in gyms where I'm like working out and then there's this guy who weighs 300 pounds and he's like, let's get on the assault bike. And I'm like, Fuck. All right. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't do it anyways. And yeah. he always, they always wreck me. And then at the end of it, like, you know, I'm always probably like 10 to 20 calories short. I feel proud of myself, but I'm mm. just annoyed by how powerful those big boys are. Yeah. Todd, Todd was like, Todd did it. And he didn't really, you know, everything comes easy to this dude. Like, you know, he'll, he'll go do 10 by 10, uh, squats at every minute on the minute at three fifteen. you know, like, yeah. so he's like, Oh, you know, like, I did it in 18 seconds. Like, you'll be fine. You probably get it in 30. I'm like, there's no, there's no way. Like your, your whole life has been spent in this like seven to 10 second power window, dude, playing football. Like, I'll, all right, I'll try it. I mean, I, I think I did it in like 58 seconds or something. And I was like, dude, like, how did you expect me to get, he's like, I, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm like, you're a freak. Yeah. You're a freak. Some people are just mutants and they just don't understand like the difference in capacity. It's like, I, I had to, I, I, there's nothing really that defines me and makes me a mutant so far above everybody else. Cause I'm six foot two and I'm 200 pounds. There's lots of dudes who are six foot two, 200 pounds. There's very few dudes who are like 300 plus pounds athletic. There's very few dudes that are like six foot six to seven feet tall. They're athletic. And then when you meet them in the gym, they're like, come play with me. I'm like, no, no, no. I know the fucking game you want to play. You want to play dunk the basketball? No, I can't beat you. You want to play lift the extremely heavyweight? No, I cannot beat you. <laughs> I know. I heard you're a pretty big savage though. I mean, Mendez, though. Mendez was telling me about high rocks and, and what you're able to do there. It's uh, it sounded pretty impressive, man. There's like a couple things that I'm very, very good at in the world, but I, I strongly believe that it's everything I've done. I've had to work into um, like, I'm not trying to take anything away from the big boys and the tall boys out there, but yeah, like I, I, there's just some things that I'll never be able to reach out, uh, reach. So I learned through like trying so many different sports, ultra marathons, one mile races, power lifting, Olympic lifting, CrossFit games. I was like, yo, there's just one thing I'm really good at. And eventually I just said, screw it. I'm putting all poker chips down and I'm going in and, uh, high rocks ended up just like coming about last year really for me. And it was just something that like, I had been waiting for for such a long time. And uh, now I'm like really just chasing the dream of it. So speaking about that and speaking about athletes, like that's the one thing that sticks out to me is I could tell you're just so well-rounded. You know what I mean? Like you're able to compete still at a high level in these different areas. Like you said, you know, you might not go in being, you know, hey, the big boys not going to be able to lift as much, but you're still able to keep and compete in those different areas. So when you bring it to a world where you compete in a high rocks and even then like in Spartan races that you tear it up, it's just that whole you need that whole well-rounded capacity when it comes to those competitions and you just smoke it. So, you know, I guess in that instance, man, you know, you, you are you are a tremendous athlete and wanting to dive in on that, you know, people knowing you as 
you know, Hunter, you know, this guy who just comes out, tears it up, you know, does his thing, tremendous work ethic because we see it all the time, you know, and on your social media, dude, I, you know, uh, posting all the time, all the work ethic. On One the of the training best pages on the gram out right yeah, now, he honestly. Says it all the time. Such a, so I love that. Yeah. He just showed me that video that you did of like the the, the face swap with shit. <laughs> oh, I love it. Someone sent that to me and it made my stomach so uncomfortable. I was oh, like, it's so I'm funny. This kind of reaction, I have to share it with my friends. Oh, it's so, so like, good. And so luckily it was just like, Oh, so good! Keep posting, keep posting shit like that because that was that was that was perfect. Oh, yeah. no, that was, was perfect. dead spot on. So yeah, kind of just well, wanted I, to know, like, going backwards, like the start of of Hunter, like how was that? You know, because with the work ethic you put in, you know, I can obviously tell that this is a huge reason why you are where you are today. Um, would you definitely say that that work ethic, you know? outweighed talent outweighed skill was it that that really catapult you with some talent and skill or what was it that made you who you are today and how was that journey from the beginning you know when you entered you know as a you know competitor competing in these different um you know playing fields yeah um well like i just made a post today where basically it popped up on my facebook feed it's like that travel back through time thing and it was like eight years ago today it posted the the first race I had done post high school, like I, and in high school, like I had, I was getting in a lot of trouble, getting arrested, suspended, everything like that. I wasn't putting the work in that other kids were, but I was beating a lot of the people. Like I was the best kid in my school. And then I would show up at like regionals and States and I would do still really, really well. But obviously these were the kids who were waking up and doing two practices, like waking up before everybody else running in the morning, wrestling before everybody else wrestling after practice was done. And I wasn't doing that kind of shit. So like, you know, I went through this whole thing where I had to go to rehab. Then I tried to go to the military. Then I tried to be a model. Then I tried, I was doing all this shit and like, I wasn't getting recognized or, or like, you know, validated in any of those things. And it's hard in the world out there, like going to college and no one's really going to validate you unless you get an A. And even though you got an A, there's a fucking bunch of other kids who got A's. It's not that big of a deal. And then there's even better schools where kids are still getting A's and it's not that big of a deal. So it's not like I needed people to pat me on the back and tell me I was amazing. It was more just like I needed to feel like what I was doing was being rewarded. Like the hard work that I put in needed a reward at the end of the day so I could feel the payback for all the things that I was focusing on. And this race, like I just like had, I moved to California and I was like, I got to figure out my life. Like it's way cooler out here, but I have to figure out how to make it work. So I started Googling all these races and I found one, a half marathon. And I was like, all right, I've got like four to six weeks. I'm just going to start training. And I showed up, I ran the thing and I wasn't really paying attention. I was like a young, stupid kid. And we ran the whole race and it was half marathon. And I raced against a kid. I'd never run over three miles in my life. I raced against a kid who was way faster than me all the way. And then out kicked him at the end. And I crossed the finish line and like every muscle fiber in my body was dead. I was like, I had given everything. And then someone looks at me and they're like, dude, you got to keep on going. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They're like, dude, you're running the half marathon. This kid was just running the 10 miler. And I'm like, what? And I look at his bib and he's got a different bib on. And I look at my bib and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I had to go <laughs> back out there and then finish the next three miles. And at that point, there was nobody with me. I was completely destroyed. And I finished the thing and I got the medal. And I remember for like the whole next week, like I felt like I had to get leg surgery. Like everything was ruined. <laughs> The and, and the truth is, it's like, 
at that point in time, I just allowed myself to believe in myself that no matter the cost, no matter the, the intensity, no matter the challenge, I was just going to try my best to win, or at least believe that I had the possibility of it. And, um, I know that sounds really crazy, but I just had a client message me a couple of days ago and say, Hey, I know this doesn't sound like much, but I've been working so hard on getting stronger and feeling better about myself. And she goes, I just back squatted 135. And before that, my PR was 115. Fuck yeah. And cool. I know that doesn't sound like a ton of weight to a lot of people who are maybe listening to this podcast, but it's like the same mentality that that woman had is the same mentality I put into my training. I know that I'm not going to win the world, like the marathon, if I go to a big marathon, but I know that I'm going to win either against myself or against something else that I'm competing against. Like I'm either going to win against my PR. I'm going to win against that dude right there who looks too big. I'm like, fuck you. I'm taking you down. <laughs> Let's go. And, yeah, exactly. And I, I just had that kind of fire in my belly from a young age, whether it was playing video games, arm wrestling, all that kind of stuff. And it took maturity to be able to apply it to profession which is professional sports. And, you know, if I decide to pick up any other job, like, you know, even if it was raking leaves, I'm going to crush the yard way faster than you are. <laughs> now, first of all, big props to your client yeah. putting up a plate. You know, that's, yeah. that's nice, legit. Dude. That's legit. You and know? I, lo- and I love how you spoke my bad. I love how you spoke about the whole mindset aspect, how you, you know, how for her, you know, that is a big step, stepping stone as for somebody else, they might not look at it as a ton of weight, but for her, that's a big, huge leap. So I, that's I a appreciate ton of you bring, yeah, that's a ton of that's weight. That's a ton of weight. You know, so I appreciate you bringing that up because a lot of people, you know, do have that notion of looking at it in that way. Uh, but it's really how, how you perceive it for yourself as what it is a true accomplishment for you. And that's what counts. Totally. I you agree. Know, you know, and I, I want to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, when you're speaking about your mindset and, you know, just putting forth your effort and then figuring out the rest after that. I feel like, you know, in today's age, if, if people aren't doing something to get famous or they're not doing something, you know, to get a ton of engagement on, on social media or they are, you know, not immediately going to be the best, they don't want to do anything, you know? So, and I, I've been at fault at that at times too, you know, uh, depending on, on what it was, what activity I was going to do. I'm kind of like you, I'm, I'm hyper competitive when it comes to, you know, like I don't want Mendes to beat me in a workout. You know, ever me. Yeah. The only thing I think I'll let Mendes beat me in is like when it comes to like eating food at the table. I can't compete with this kid, but you know, sexy <laughs> sexiness. I got him beat. You know, we were just talking about this know, last I podcast. Don't know about, come on, but come on, dude. You got the main. Yeah, you love it. So good. It's so good. <laughs> but you know, so I I kind of wanted to get your take. Was was there a point in your life like when you had that shift where it was like, okay, effort is great, but I need to put forth all of my effort, and I'm gonna just let the rest be what it is or has it kind of been something that's always been an integral part of your life where it was like no matter what i'm going to go balls to the wall give it everything i have and you know let the results be what they're going to be well i never thought failure was an option um i know that's like kind of like the cheesy people like motivational speakers say but it's like it's true like i just really never thought failure was an option i had been getting like shit on by so many people uh, saying, Hey, no, you cannot come into the military. No, you are a kid who is always going to spend the rest of his life on medication. You are always going to have to learn in a special way. You're going to have to act in a special way. You're always going to have mood swings and stuff. You're never going to be like the rest of us. And eventually like I just quit college because I was like, why do I have to sit next to in the desk next to people who I'm not trying, I'm not trying to really learn this. This isn't my passion. 
I'm sitting next to people who believe preconceived notions about me because they heard things about me. Like, I just was like, I'm, I'm out of this environment. And then all of a sudden I was in California and I was like, my parents were like, you got to come back to school. And I was like, I'm not going back there. Like that might as well be prison to me. And I just said to myself, I was like, you, you either got to make it or you're going to have to conform like everybody else. And now in this new day and age, like you can basically become your own superhero in all That's these, right. like, you know, you can go, you can chase so many dreams. The other day, dude, I got picked up by this kid on the side of the road. Cause I had a flat tire on my bike. And I was like, what's your story, dude? And he goes, Oh, I'm like, you know, I'm shooting a, uh, I'm doing a photo shoot for my sunglass company. I'm like, ah, this kid probably got like selling like $5 sunglasses. Dude has like almost selling like a million dollars a year worth of sunglasses. Wow. Shout out to Rob Optics. The guy's killing it. Uh, and he's 20 years old. He decided not to go to college and he decided to pursue his dream and go chase something. So I was like, this is 10 years ago before all this Instagram shit was big. And like, you could really make your own like Shopify account and all this kind of stuff, start your own business, start your own brand. So I was just like, dude, I'm jumping off this cliff and my parachute better open. And, um, it was kind of like that, man. It's just like, I didn't want to go back. Like I, I knew that there was something out there for myself. And so I just was like, you know, unchar- like uncharted territories, I'm going all in. I mean, there, there's something to say about, you know, like really having to sacrifice or risk everything that you have in order to be successful compared to like, if you kind of have that fallback plan, right? Like I've had these conversations with some of my personal friends that, you know, I, I went to college with and, they always ask me like, well, you know, how do you find yourself like constantly improving and constantly gaining more and more success? And I just say, I don't have another option. Like if I don't, if I'm not successful, I'm not paying my bills. Like I don't have mom and dad. I don't have, you know, an, an older brother or someone that can really, you know, if I don't have money for food that can like send me a couple hundred bucks so that I can put, you know, some groceries in my fridge. I don't have that option. You know, I know Mendez doesn't sounds like you didn't either. You know, uh, we don't have options right, right now. Right. This is a very tough time we're in. Right. I, I lost all income. Like I had to recreate myself just recently. I've lost all income. All my sponsors dropped me. High Rock still supports me, but all of my sponsors dropped me. I have no races coming. I've got no opportunities. And I'm sitting there in my, my little shitty bedroom that was like a training camp. And I was out there for a race getting ready in Colorado. And I'm just, I'm like, dude, I could reach and touch the walls on each side of the room. It was such a tiny little house that I'm staying in. I was like, dude, this is either going to become my coffin or this is going to be my launching pad. I was like, yeah. I have to do something. So I launched a business, my, my training company. Beautiful. I trained for that Murph thing to set the world record. I'm Hell yeah. Book right now. I'm starting another company. I'm like, fuck this. I was like, I'm not going to be the person who's sitting at the dinner table telling you guys like, yeah, I've been collecting unemployment checks. And I'm just waiting for this wave to crash Love over it. so I yeah. can come up for air again. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, you going through this experience, you now seeing, I guess, or approaching a different side of Hunter and approaching a different you know, business aspect. What would you say that you've learned through this? And what would you say that you are enjoying from this time to be able to create these new focuses you're focusing on? Well, this may come across as a little bit pessimistic, but I'm just going to be honest. I was like, shit, nobody really cares. Everyone's going to pat you on the back when it happens, but nobody cares about the talk that you have coming up to the top. Like everyone's going to come out of the woodwork to be like, dude, that's so cool. Like once you do it, 
but nobody's going to pat you on the back. And, and it's not like I'm having people help me out right now. I've got good friends. Like I could probably call you two up and rap about it a little bit and you'd be supportive. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Everybody else is in their own shit right now. Nobody really fucking cares. So it's like, you better wake up in the morning. Like I woke up at 5am this morning. I sat down on the toilet and I was just like, I, I just sit down to pee nowadays just so I can get a good <laughs> Yeah, I do that too. And I'm like, I do that so I don't miss. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to have to get that rim. I'm like, damn it, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I sit down on the toilet and I'm just thinking, I was like, all right, dude. I was like, you know what? Instagram's not going to give me any likes right now. It's like, they're not going to tell me the shit that I'm working on because the shit that I'm doing right now ain't sexy. It's sitting in front of this laptop that's from 2013 and freezes all the time. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I think I it's pretty sexy. I'm just like slapping the keyboard, building shit up. That's the truth, dude. It's like you're going to have to pat your own self on the back and believe in your own shit. Yep. And um, the things, the one thing that I'm like really liking about it the most, dude, is because the reality is, is like once you do see success, it's like you get to see the needle move every single day by what you do and say. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey. I made a phone call and I just watched five five clients sign up because of it. Ooh. I just made a post. I watched 10 clients sign up because of it. I just made a phone call and I brought in tens of thousands of dollars worth of investment for the project I got coming up. And it's like, I own everything right now. Before I had given everything away to sponsors and I'd given everything away to the, the dictation of when the races were going to come. And it's like, you know what? I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast right now have bosses and stuff. And it's like, sure, you're not going to be able to do everything you want, but like, feel the need to like take the power of what you want to do underneath your own control. And it's like, and you may even have to just like leave the nest. I talk about that all the time. It's like fucking maybe you might have to ditch your job or you might have to ditch some people who aren't supporting you so well. And it's going to be lonely for a second or hard for a second. But once you come back up, dude, it's, it's nice. I love that you mentioned that because I myself have to say that, you know, during this time, it's really driven me to focus on some other major areas, you know, especially me and Josh being one of the podcast, um, and other avenues with coaching. And it really does. I really feel that this has gotten the best out of me and I could tell it's getting the best out of you. It's gotten the best out of Josh. And I'm sure other individuals out there and it's really given the opportunity to explore other or learn other skill sets that maybe one, one themselves didn't even know they had or that they yeah. might've been good at. So wanting to ask you that, what were three of your three biggest skill sets that stuck out to you the most through this time, you building this up that you didn't know you had. And now you're realizing that, holy crap, I have these skill sets and I can actually use them to grow something big. One, I'm a great salesman. Um, I think I'm so good at just chatting to people and getting them on my side for the projects that I'm doing, but there's no like real financial support from that. It's just like, I like getting everybody into my project. I'm like, yo dude, I was like, this new high rocks things coming up. I was like, we're going dude. We're all going, we're booking tickets. We're going to Amsterdam. Like everyone's on board. And then all of a sudden I did that Murph project and I'm just start calling companies and I'm like, listen, we're doing something great. We're doing something for charity. We're going to go after a world record. I was like, there's nothing going on in the world right now. People need confidence. People need something to pay attention to people. Something need something to believe in. I was like, join me in this, join me in this mission, support this cause boom, they're donating money to the cause. I'm like, holy crap. I was like, I'm confident enough in myself in other chapters of life. Why can't I have that, hold that same confidence in this chapter of life? So like, that's one thing right there. Um, to me, to be honest, dude, like I feel like a grandpa, like I was one of those people who's like, 
so scared of technology. Like I don't go on Google drive. I don't touch any of the things. I'm like, I'm like, I text and I make phone calls. I was like, the files are in the computer. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I dude, I'm totally one of those guys. And like, I just got confident in being like, you know what, Hunter, you're going to have to sack sack up and you're going to have to learn what everybody in the world is integrating with. I'm like, you're going to have to start using big boy tools. I was like, stop hiding behind the fact that you're an athlete and you only do a couple things. So I had to build up this confidence of just like, you know what? We're versatile. I was like, we are smart enough. Yeah, exactly. I was like, we're smart enough to handle this stuff. And then the other thing that I probably have not exercised in a long time, because I focused on the word X, I focused on the action of exercising rather than exercising other things. Rest, man. Like I'm just, letting go of just beating my body to death all the time. Cause it's, it's hard enough just going out there in the world right now and facing all of the insanity that's, that's being spread around. And like, sometimes I'm like, you know what, dude, you don't need to deadlift the whole weight rack today. I was like, go for a walk. And I'm just doing that shit. Like Love I'm it. just choosing me over sometimes the mission. And I think sometimes like you, especially in the training world, you get this no pain, no gain thing. I was like, I, I swear to you, dude, like I benched 315 for the first time the other day hey. it's just because I'm practicing rest and I'm practicing like going in, actually feeling like I can bend the bar rather than bend under the bar, you know, that kind of shit. So mm-hmm. those are the things I'm, I'm working on. Now, I've definitely found that myself, you know, like being stuck inside. I mean, especially, I mean, you know, being in, in California, right? We, we have the same issue in Florida. Like they locked it all down, you know, weren't really allowed to go anywhere, do anything. And, you know, I, like Mendez, like yourself, like have always been so busy my entire life that it distracted me from the recovery and just the, the, the mental wear and tear that, that, you know, always having something on your plate really brings into your life. And then all of a sudden, like you, right, like 55, 60% of the shit that I was doing wasn't going to be able to, to happen because, of the fact that, you know, all these events were canceled. We weren't able to travel. We weren't able to, you know, see all of our clients. So for me, it was like, well, what, what am I going to do with this time? You know, like I got to find a bunch of other shit to like work on. You know, we got the podcast. I got to, you know, do a million things. with that. And then I started to think like, you can, you can lay in bed for a couple hours. Like, you know, you can go for a walk, like you can make time for yourself that, is extremely important to overall success and and mental health and physical health, but that, you know, busy individuals don't usually take the time for. Totally. It's crazy. I'm sleeping until seven in the morning sometimes now. That's mind blowing to me. Like waking up and seeing the sunrise, like the sun's already up rather than like waking up in the pitch black and like fighting the demons at 4am. It's, it's gnarly, man. And I think this is a, Time where you're just having to rechange your values and also change just like your priorities. And, uh, dude, I'm a militant man. If you guys catch me close to championship time, like that, like this window of time right now, normally I would probably push this podcast aside and I would push across. Like my girlfriend was just training with me and she wanted to like do some movements that I wasn't really interested in. And normally I'd be like, you, you just don't even. <laughs> I was like, don't bring, I was like, I, I don't want to play your games. And I just like, I conceded a little bit and I was like, let's have some fun here. And normally dude, I'm just like so militant about stuff. And I'm like, 
learning to calm down. And I'm actually learning that the, this calm hunters actually can be a little bit more effective. It worked for me in my past. I needed it because I was such a savage. Like I was either drink drug or I was full-time athlete. And that saved me from that life. And now that I'm a little bit more mature, I think this is starting to be able to come out and this extra freedom and confidence of myself is allowing me to be a little more relaxed. And it, I love, I love the fact that you, I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, just, okay. I love the fact that, you know, bringing that up because I feel like it's moments like these that, you know, going back to, you know, to what I, we talked about, it, it can really bring out things inside of us that we didn't even know or make us realize, you know, other importances in life that we can start applying or focusing on. And I think that for all our listeners, you know, something that we were talking about and Josh mentioned, you know, with that focus where whether if you want to get that extra sleep, you couldn't get in, or maybe your work, maybe there's a project you wanted to work on that now you can finally work on, but using this time wisely that if you have it, you know, put it into an area that you've been wanting to put it into, you know, and, and, and realizing that you can do this, you know, and that you can make this happen for yourself. I think a lot of people sometimes feel like, especially when, you know, they work for somebody else, they work, they work for a company, you know, sometimes they feel like they have to wait, you know, because they need to hear what the boss says or what the company or what is the next thing. And they just kind of wait because they're usually being told to do something when it's like, no, like, Tell yourself you can do this, you know, whether it's work on your health, whether it's work on your side gig or your business, whether it's, you know, work for something you've been looking forward to. So I think it's important, you know, be us talking about this because, you know, it, it's sometimes hard for people to realize that, that, you know, you don't need that approval, you know, yeah. you can just go out there and do it. And it just starts here. I'm already starting businesses that I think are going to be the biggest things in the entire world. I'm not waiting to tell Woo! someone a story and be like, hey, Hunter, that's so cool. I'm like, I already know it's cool, baby. I already the, know. The swole Jeff off. Bezos coming. Yeah. Damn right, dude. Yeah, with with more with a lot more flow than hey, Bezos. You're too. gonna have to change yeah. that. What is it? The bulk pony shirts that you have? You're gonna have to put a, a laptop in his hand. Damn right, dude. <laughs> Laying back looking all sexy. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you've you've mentioned uh, a couple times already some of the projects that you've been working on. Uh, I don't know how much you can tell us about uh, what you've been doing over the quarantine period, but if you can, you know, please share share with us like what you've been working on uh, over the past yep. couple months. By no means, I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to brag about what I'm doing. I'm just trying to let everybody know that if you're in the same position as me, especially like a very physical soul and we don't have very many physical options, like exercise your brain, exercise, yes. exercise that like I, I it is very frustrating to like not be able to go into certain gyms and be able to go. Like I, I went and visited my family for two, three weeks and I was not able to do almost anything that I wanted to do for training. And at first it got me so steaming pissed. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what, Hunter? I was like, go for a jog and then come home and exercise your brain. That's it. And it's not, you're not going to lose anything. I'm not going to lose my six pack. I'm not going to lose my biceps, my butt cheeks, my shoulders, but you know, whatever, all the hard shit I've been working on. I was like, Especially let not that the shit butt rest. Cheeks. Not the butt cheeks, dude. <laughs> Those things are important. So the business stuff that I've been working on, uh, one, I started a company called House, Hunter's Academy of Strength. I had launched it a couple of years ago, and then I just had gotten so busy with training. I wanted to tell, I just told my clients, I was like, guys, I believe in you guys more than I believe in this training program. I was like, I want you guys to have the best coaches ever. I can't afford that time right now. So I'm going to end this, I'm going to end this company. But then I basically started a kind of like 
basically it's called house connect. It's like every kind of training thing that I'm doing right now, I tell you exactly why I'm doing it, what my goals are. And it all comes out It's very affordable. It's $10 a month. And I just like want people to see, cause I get messages all day long. Like, how do you train this? What are you training for? How am I going to get this? It's just super easy. And I just thought it was awesome because like, I've got nine certifications. All I do is read books on exercise science. All I do is just formulate plans on how I can win this championship set that record or build this muscle this way or burn body fat this way, you know? Um, so I basically wanted to share that with people. So that was really exciting. And like, we just hit 200 members, uh, this week. Congrats. Wow, congratulations, that, man. Dude, it, it, it feels absolutely great. Um, and the other project that I'm working on, I can't share too much detail, but basically I am going to launch like all the races have been shut down. High Rocks, I still believe, is going to be happening. Um, I think it will be limited in the United States, much bigger over in um, in Europe this year. Not based on what they've told me. It's just based on what I'm reading. And sure. I'm not going to – people keep on messaging me like, when's the next race? I'm like, guys, I don't know, but I'm just going to tell you based on what's the like the, the world's climate is like right now. It's going to be very hard for us to have a mass participant event. Um, so I am basically launching a virtual event, which is going to go, basically I'm, I'm crowdsourcing all of the people. I'll be reaching out to you guys as well yes, to push it, yeah, this out sure. as much as possible. Yep. And my goal is basically to dump as much money as I can back into the athletes, because right. I know athletes right now who are, who are having to move back in home with their parents. Like, you know, people like me, dude, I had a, a, a year lined up where I was going to make over a hundred thousand dollars easily just on cash prizes for races. None of it was guaranteed, but I had the opportunity. For sure. And for an athlete like myself and all the athletes I know of, like we're passionate about it. It's not just the cash, but it's the passion of just exploring the world, exploring the races, exploring the opportunities. And it's hard for anybody in our position to have a, a, a year of zero income. So I'm basically establishing through a couple investors, some really smart partnerships, and most importantly is going to be the people signing up for the race so that we can really hit the numbers we want. Um, basically over four weeks and four workouts, we're going to be dumping money back into the athletic uh, environments. And you're going to see incredible things all the way from the number one pro in the world, all the way down to an age grouper who's like 65 Amazing. years old. So we're going to do things to give people reasons to stay passionate about the training, passionate about the work so that we can come back stronger in 2021. Awesome, man. Amazing. Awesome. That's I mean, amazing. you know, more important than ever, right, is is the health and wellness industry. I think people, general population people, obviously the those of us that work in the industry, we know how important our bodies and our minds and training and, and recovery and sleep and all the great things that we all practice and preach are. But I think more than ever now, the general population is really starting to understand in America in particular, right, where health takes a back seat to success and, and work and family and a lot of other things uh, where people, you know, are starting to realize like, okay, I have to take care of my body. So the fact that you're, you know, setting something up where we can then support those that support others. Right. Cause a lot of the times I feel like, you know, trainers sacrifice a lot for the sake of their clients as we should, that's our job. Right. But to be recognized and to be supported financially by, you know, successful people like you and in the brands and in the sponsorships that you're going to get in the other, the other athletes, you know, I think that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, some, something that we need more of for sure. 
I, I just, I strongly believe like it, it wasn't until it wasn't until like CrossFit and Spartan race and tough mutter came around about 10 plus years ago that athletes like the, in high rocks. Now athletes like us had an opportunity post collegiate to be pursue a profession of being like the best fitness coach and the best athlete that they've ever wanted to be. Unless right. you were going into the, like the baseball, basketball, football, right. you know, hockey, like otherwise you were just screwed. You're like, I have all this talent and I really want to pursue it and show who I am. And now we have this amazing opportunity and it's completely changed my life. Like I've completely traveled the world and competed as an athlete for nine years. I know guys like this, my friend VJ just turned 21. I was hanging out with him a couple, like uh, about a month and a half ago. And he's just like starting to really take off. And I think to myself, I'm like, dude, if he has to sit back on his butt and not be able to do anything for the next year or so, he's going to have to go find another career. Oh yeah. And people helped me in the beginning. Now I'm going to do my best to help everybody else because I've actually been able to climb up the ladder and I'm secure enough now that I can take a break and go and try to do something like the CEOs of the companies who did it before me. Mm -hmm. So now hopefully with the strengths of myself and also the strength of the community supporting it, we will be able to do this. It's truly amazing everything you're sharing with us because, and I love it because I'm seeing now another complete side of Hunter, you know, that maybe typically, typically people haven't seen. Um, and you sharing this with us is truly amazing and our listeners are going to truly appreciate it. So knowing the type of work ethic you have on the competing field in, you know, in these competitions, how would you say that work ethic translates into now you competing in the business world and lifting these businesses up that you have multiple ones, you know, let alone lifting one up is, is, is pretty challenging and you're going to face obstacles, but let alone now you have multiple ones. What would you say has carried on from competing on the field or competing in, in, in these, in these in life competitions, what kind of work ethic has transitioned over into the business side that you've carried on to help you with your businesses? One thing I shared a couple of years ago, I did this, I had a cool opportunity to speak at the event called Strong. Um, I basically sat down in front of a bunch of people and said how important fitness was to just the general mental health of a human being, because it's one of the very few things after you leave high school or college where you're able to see results. It's, it's I'm going to put on another pound on the bar each side today. I'm going to take another pound off the scale today. I'm going to take another second off my mile. I'm going to run another mile further today. And it is, it is direct relationship to the work you put in to what you gain back. And that work ethic that I've had for years of being able to compete as a professional athlete through bodybuilding, CrossFit, endurance raising, so on and so forth, allows me to take the same exact mindset and approach of just like this linear progression, not burning myself out, like showing up to work one day and just sitting in front of the computer and just demanding, why isn't everything working for me right now? You can't go into the gym and say the same exact thing. Like, why am I not benching as much as that man over there? Why don't I have a six pack? Why don't I not have this? It's, it's progression. It's time. It's consistency. And I'm just sitting down every single day. And I'm just saying, if I could just do some one thing better than yesterday, I will succeed. And it's just checking off those boxes. When I sat down during the COVID thing, I, I got emails from all my sponsors and emails from High Rock saying the events are done. My sponsors are putting me uh, on hold, if not canceling me completely. And I just said immediately, I drove to Target and I went and bought myself a calendar and I launched that Shout business. Shout out to and Target. Said, Target. <laughs> hey, yo, dude, I buy most of my clothes from Target. Let's go. in the woman's section. 
attraction. I'm not going to lie. Hey. They, got way, they got way better clothes. They hey. got way better shirts. So they got the um, crop tops for you. They're the crop tops. I'm wearing those shits all the time. Yeah. So I just went up on the wall and I I I put my calendar down. And I said every single day you sell something, I want you to put next down. So I could just see. I was like, you've done this much this month, rather than just sitting there because usually I need to go race and show like right on my calendar won this. But I'm able to show I'm having little wins every single day, and it, it's hard. Because you're usually not like I can look in the mirror and see what I'm doing in the gym and and notice it, but it's hard in business. So I had to basically create a system for myself to show my success. And uh, it, it's, it's, I swear to you, it's the same exact thing. If you just put the same passion into it, it's the same thing. You and brought- I don't allow myself to just completely. I know some men who are so successful in business, I may never reach their level, but they could barely uh, fit into their pants. Like I don't ignore that other part of my life. So don't let anybody listen to this podcast. Think never ditch what your, your strength is. We're all trainers and athletes. I was like, never ditch that. That's our passion. That's our strength. And then use that same energy and then bring it into business. I love that you, you brought something up there that you're talking about little wins and me and Josh talk about this all the time and with other coaches and, it's so important to recognize, you know, especially when you're working with clients, you know, bringing out and creating these little wins, you know, little steps of progressions moving forward. And it just makes it so much more obtainable when you can also look at it or approach it that way, especially with working with clients when, you know, it's just hard to go all in and make something happen. You know, not saying that, you know, not saying that some people can't do that and it doesn't work for them, but seeing those little wins accumulate over time definitely makes a huge difference and definitely shows you and boosts your, your, your confidence to the next level because it really just shows you along the way what you've been able to do every single day, step by step to get to that higher level self of success. And when you could do it in these little wins fashions, it also makes it, like I was saying, obtainable for you to do and not stress yourself out or be burned out or feel like, oh, I suck or I'm a loser because you try to go all in and you failed, you know? So, I mean, you do suck and you are a loser, but that's <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't, this guy's always bashing the, on me. Don't lie to the people. <laughs> no, I won't lie to them. Maybe I do suck a little bit. Oh, slurp. Yeah. Pause. Pause. Yeah. But well, yeah, dude, man, it's, it's, it's those wins that, that re- those little wins that really I feel, you know, get the best out of people. I'm working with a client right now who wants to lift, lose 50 pounds. And I've told people about the project that I'm on and they, they're like, Hunter, like, why don't you have them do this? Why don't you have them do this? Why don't you have them do this? And I'm like, no, I was like, we are going to work the first month on just walking six days a week. We're going to work on drinking a gallon of water every day and writing a food journal. I was like, if he could do that, I was like, that is our win. And I was like, that's all I ask from you, bro. I don't want anything too crazy. I don't want you like doing hit workouts with me. I don't want you me measuring your stomach all the time. I don't want me putting you on the scale all the time. I was like, let's just win these three little things for the first month. And and, and so many people uh, have been like trying to put input, but I'm like, it, it truly starts small. And I wish I could have gone back in my training and, and started this shit all over again. I used to look at all of the best athletes in the world and see what they were doing. And I tried to be right there with them my first day in the gym. And it, 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 I think it impeded me. I think the passion of being wanting to be there helped me, but I think wanting too much too soon impeded me. So now being a little bit older and more mature about the whole thing, 
I'm realizing the importance of little wins. So um, hopefully someone takes something away from this and really takes it and implies it in their own life. I think that that's where the art of coaching really begins. Right. And, and it does come mostly with experience, right? It's like meeting your client or meeting an individual that you're going to work with, with at the point that they're actually at, right? Like you said, you're, you're mentioning your client who wanted to lose 50 pounds and you know, all these other people say, well, why don't you, you know, for example, like, why don't you have them deadlifting? Why don't you have them doing all this? And you're like, no, no, no. If I throw them into that situation, they're going to be unsuccessful because it's going to be too much for them. So I need to meet them where they're at. Right. And, and be realistic and be honest with them and, and, and say, you know, we're going to get to that point where you can deadlift, you know, 225 for five or, or whatever it may be, or you want to go run 10 miles. We're going to get there, but uh, now don't make Josh run. Cause, um, you'll definitely lose him as a client. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I have to be paid to run, but unless it's to the kitchen, you know, to the kitchen, to the pool beach, I'll run there. But, um, Fair enough. you know, but meeting me, the, the biggest thing that I think has helped me be successful with my clients is, is the fact that I, I have to be honest in my assessment on, of where they're at. And I have to be honest with them when portraying like, okay, this is the plan that we have, but this is really where we need to start and, and the reasons why we need to start there. You know, like you were saying, like, I want you to be successful, but in order for you to be successful, we need to back it down. We need to meet you where your current health condition is, where your mindset's at, where, you know, your nutrition's at, your sleep's at, where, whatever it may be that is the biggest roadblock for those people. And then we can progress from there. But if we start too soon, too quickly, you're going to get discouraged as, as a client because, you know, there's, there's this stigma of, like you were saying, like, okay, I want to be the best. I have to act like the best. I have to prepare like the best. I need to train like the best. It's like, yeah, but those people didn't start there either. You know? So you're most people in my eyes, right? Most people who I've, I've worked with in the past, their, their vision of, of where the people that they strive to, to be like, their starting points they think are much higher than they really were, you know? Yeah. So if we as coaches can be honest with people and, and be honest in the way that we're assessing people and actually meet them at a starting point that is legitimate for them, then we can really start to work towards actual progress instead of just chasing a, uh, uh, a goal that isn't ready to be met yet. Yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing, dude, social media is a blessing and a curse. People see all that stuff online the one thing that I think I did in my favor was I read more than anybody I competed against. If I wanted to actually know what an athlete was doing, I'd read their biography. Or I'd read the coach who trained them or I'd read about the school that they went to and learned about what they were doing in middle school, high school, college, and then professional level rather than just reading about their professional level. And it saved me a lot. Like I got to understand so much of like a diverse, uh, so much diversity amongst training, but also like the true path of training. I, you know, I, I could go online right now. No athlete is going to post them working with a 135 pound bar when everybody thinks that they, you know, deadlift 500, snatch 315, so on and so forth. But the reality is, is you're snatching 315. No, 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 no. no. God damn, dude. God damn. Why are you not? <laughs> we, no, no. I want to be my your best, coach. My, my best is two forty-five, dude. That's I good. Never liked, I never like putting shit over my head like that. Right. That's one very technical. Not, it's a very technical movement. It, so technical, dude. Yeah. Um, your ass cheeks. Think about it. Your ass cheeks are like ten times the size of your shoulder. <laughs> if you don't 
launch that thing with your ass cheeks just perfectly and catch mm -hmm. just perfectly, your tiny little shoulders are going to rip out of the socket. Right. And, you know, I, I learned my lesson with that, dude. I fucked myself up a couple times. So, like I was just saying, like, it, it's um, like, don't look at the smoke and mirrors that are being displayed out there, dude. Like, all these people, go look at pictures of Arnold, like, when he was 16. Yeah, he was bigger than most kids, but he was not big as he is, was, like, you know, when he was in his heyday. Not at all. Um, right. All these freaking dudes. And, dude, I've even, like, gained, fuck, 20 pounds of muscle in the past two years. Like, good, good, good muscle. Not, like, you know, puffy, you know, you know, Michelin Tire Man kind of muscle. And it took me forever, forever to get that shit on. And so many people who keep on messaging me and clients and stuff. They're like, dude, I want to be there right now. I'm like, no, you can't. I was like, you need to chill the fuck out. So what I was saying back to where I started, read as much as you can too, dude. Don't get off the cell phone. Were there, Don't read unless you're reading on your cell phone. Were there, you know, specific books that, really resonated with you and really built a foundation that you've been able to build off of? Yeah, dude. Pollock, I, I, Pollockwin's principles, Dan, John, Dan, John's uh, a man. Yeah. Easy, easy strength, mm -hmm. nutrient timing, Dr. John Ivy, uh, elite marathoning, advanced marathoning, Peter Fitzger, uh, Jack Daniels, uh, running methods, one through three editions. um, if you haven't, I would, if you haven't read Triphasic Training by Cal Dietz, I think that that that's right up your alley. You would love that book. Yeah, I got it. I got his book right now on the PDF. Oh yeah, great. Have you dug into it yeah. at all? Not really. I was like already into another thing. I I, I get such like uh, I hope this is inappropriate, but like fitness boners. If I start reading one thing, I'll get excited and it'll take me off path. Yeah. So I try not to read things that will excite me during a training cycle that I'm already in. Yeah. Well, Cal. Uh, Cal's a great writer and, and triphasic training is like the Cialis of, of power development, man. You're going to, yeah. you'll love it. Once you dive into it and you really start to see like, you know, how Cal's broken down. Uh, I got yeah. to work with him last year. It was oh yeah. Cool. So, so my boss at FAU, shout out to Chuck Loby was actually one of Cal's uh, graduate assistants at Minnesota when he was building out triphasic training. That's what we ran at FAU in the off season. And uh, yep. so, so once you dive into the book, if you have any questions or whatever, you know, I have like a shit ton of workouts and templates and stuff that Cal, Cal was using. So I would love to see it, man. Um, it's interesting, man. It's interesting how he breaks it down, you know, and obviously Cal's one of the most successful strength coaches in the country, you know? So yeah, he's, he's done incredible things with hockey players. I don't know. Absolutely. Well, their environments he's in, but Gymnastics he definitely gave and, and a couple others. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Track and field. I think he used to be in, so. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, you wouldn't even know you go on and you see this athlete who looks all ripped to shit and probably on steroids and no offense, but true. Uh, and then you you're see, trying to like, say something like, about me, man. I know. I know. I, tell, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm wearing the oversized shirt, but <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, you just see like the, the, they, they chose to picture them looking shredded as shit. And then they post the workout underneath. Like that is, that is just as thin as the paper that it sits on. Facts. Like, uh, you Ooh. need to just get those tomes of, of information and understand why that is what's working for them and why it could work for you. So on and so forth. I'm not saying like going to follow the, the training athletes of your dreams and stuff. Cause I have my own business. I'm not trying to shit on my own stuff, but you got to do the research because right. eventually like it will get you where you want to be and it will align you more with the people you want to be around. Right. I got to say that that's, you know, great information right there. And, you know, going back to the social media thing you were talking about, you know, it, and with this, it's, it's, 
people educating themselves of not not just seeing you know what they're seeing on social media as well you know with what other people are doing and, and in fact actually diving in and, and and knowing why they're doing that um or knowing why that might not serve them or if it will serve them you know so a lot of people just copy just because let's say it's their favorite athlete or their favorite you know fitness star or whatever and they'll just copy their moves just to copy them because they're like oh well it's my superhero my person that i love to look up to let me just do that not understanding okay why is he doing that why is she doing that should i even be doing that um you know or should i or should i not you know so i think that's another big thing and then another big thing you know about social media and i know you kind of talked about it, about people looking at people and then this whole comparison thing you know i always tell people all the time you know never compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20 you know and i think it's super important to realize like when you start somewhere you know realize that that same person had to start in their chapter one and the reason they're at their chapter 20 is because they had to build them themselves up there you know the same way that you're starting at chapter one and you got to build your, yourself up there too. So trust in that process and realize that, you know, not saying that you can't look up to people and, 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 you know, vision that, man, I would love to, you know, get to that level of status one day and, and be able to do those things. But at the same time, realize that, you know, don't hate on yourself to the reason why you're not there yet, because you still haven't gone through that process. Also, another big ego check is you got to recognize that your chapter 20 may be just their chapter one. Like, I remember just watch, like, look, I listened to a podcast on Ronnie Coleman recently, and I just looked at pictures of him when he was like 19. Just and a, it's bigger than I probably monster. Huge. It'd be bigger than I'll ever be. And I remember I used to look at the bodybuilding books, and I was like, yeah, I got to get there. And I'm like, dude, even if I sacrifice every ounce of who I was, I may never, ever get there. And I may lose my entire life trying to pursue it. One of my buddies who used to train with us wants to be one of the best bodybuilders in the world. And I, I will, I will never tell him to his face. You can't, but I just have sat with him and I've seen his body type and he's done everything to get to the body type. Um, and he's just never going to get it. You can pursue it, but he's crippling himself. Like he's had back surgery and everything because he wants to be that person. And if you really just want to let your life go in that direction, so be it. But I had to at least come up through all of these things and train with certain athletes. And then I got jealous and I would get upset. And then I had to really like grow confident in the fact and be like, Hunter, you have your strengths. They have their strengths. Like sure. use yours, um, appreciate theirs and, you know, allow yourself to both coexist in that, in that manner. I think that's what we can uh, all agree on that you know, that's where a lot of awareness takes place and really understanding like what are our true natural abilities and strengths and what are weaknesses. And then not saying that, Hey, you still have a vision, not saying you can't chase your certain dreams, but you know, understanding as well, well, is my natural capabilities going to be realistic for this to happen or not? Well, maybe I can maneuver certain things and, you know, still pursue something in a, in a similar realm, but in a different direction that you have those strengths in or those natural, natural capabilities to do so. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think it, you know, it comes, it comes down to, you know, really just being authentic with who you are, right. Being realistic in your work ethic, being realistic in your goal setting, being real realistic in, you know, the situation you're in. And if that's even, you know, really capable at the time, or if, you know, you need to, like you were saying with, with your online coaching business, right? Like 
yeah, you wanted to put it out, but it wasn't the right time. So maybe I need to take a step back and focus on other things and I can always come back to it. You know, um, it's not always easy, man. You know, it's, uh, we're human beings We're you know, we're flawed and, and we're, we're amazing at the same time. And, you know, you're just a, a, a true example of, you know, setting your mind to, to the things that you want to accomplish and then not taking no for an answer and, and going out there and getting after it. Uh, so I, I really want to thank you, you know, for being on the podcast. I mean, we're almost at an hour. I know, you know, we could talk for, for probably ever. I hope the next time uh, we're able to hop on the podcast, you're you're able to come down here and we can meet in person, get a couple of lists and maybe go for a run. I know Mendez is going to laugh about that in a second. Go, go to Target and buy some crop tops. Yeah, I don't really, yeah, I don't baby. know about the crop top. I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to stop eating so many croquettas and empanadas <laughs> down here. Maybe start we'll just throwing you some. Quick, yeah, yeah that's I'm, right. I'm going to have to start like going to the bathroom and throw up if, I, if you're going to come down coming. here. But, you know, once again, man, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I think that this is a great time to, to wrap it up. Before we end it, I know Mendez is going to ask you, uh, you know, just one final question. But before we do that, why don't you let people know where they can find you, uh, where they'll be able to follow all the updates on your future projects and everything that you got going on. Easiest way to find me is uh, Hunt the Sheriff or Hunter McIntyre on Instagram and House Training, H-A-O-S, training at Instagram. And you can see what we're doing there daily. Um, September 2nd is probably going to be the launch of the next business that I'm working on. And I will honestly, if anybody ever reaches out, I try to respond to everybody. So I, I do my very best to connect with the fans, connect with the people who want to train and just have a good time. If you're ever in my hood, look me up, have a good time, dude. I'd love to lift with you. Once you, uh, once you figure out what high rocks event in Europe you're going to go to, if we can, if we can travel to it, I know Definitely. Mendez and I have been trying to figure out an excuse to, to go to an event out there. So be perfect. To Amsterdam, dude. That's all mm, poker chips down. Great. Right now I'm coming. I've got a whole plan on how we're going to uh, sneak into the border. October 9th. My goal currently, hopefully there's no, uh, you know, you know, international agents listening in on this thing, but we're going to fly into Sweden. Then we're going to cross the border. Sweden's right now being a little bit lax on things. We drive, we cross the border, we race, we rage, we come back with cash. Let's go. Woo! That sounds like a great oh, formula. That's right. Yeah. The, the man with the plan. So I got go. I got a few little questions for you. First one, what is, out of all the businesses, which one's the one that you're looking forward to the most? Two are out of necessity and are projects that I absolutely do love and believe in. But the one I'm most excited about is the book that I've been writing for a while. It's called Bull of the Mountain. Um, I'm, I'm almost done. Uh, still, it's going to take time, but I cannot wait to share it because I think it's everything I've been talking about on this podcast and many podcasts wrapped up and delivered in a really powerful way. We'll have you back on to go over all that. Definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into Can't it. Wait, and, dude. I'll send you guys copies. I would you, love that. You got to make sure the one thing I, I would recommend is you got to make sure if you put it out on audible, you have to, you have to you narrate have to it. You yes. have to, no yes. one else can narrate yes. that book. You, it's always great when, when the author narrates it and, and you know, you obviously have a stellar personality, so I think it'd fit, fit great. I'd love it, dude. I'm, I'm down. Question number two, what's the craziest and wildest thing you've seen during a competition. He doesn't see much because he's always I'm, in the front. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, probably. I mean, dude, really, I will say there's just one year where I was hosting a show called boundless, where we were traveling the world doing, um, all these crazy races. And I did a three day ski race in the Arctic circle 
and I did not know how to ski. I lied on my application. <laughs> and uh, dude, it, it nearly killed me. I watched a man fall off a mountaintop and Holy break his leg. Shit. And it like, popped out of his, it popped out of his uh, leg. It just like shit was going bad. Holy so that was probably shit. the craziest thing I ever witnessed. Wow. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, last one. What is the biggest piece of advice you can leave to all of our users today? And it could be about anything you want to share. Um, I would just say to everybody, like read, research and connect. Like, you know, there's just, there's, there's different tiers of the ways that you can approach and get involved with something that you're obsessed with. Like you can just basically go online, research and Google anything you want and basically get the information for free. Then you can read you if you want to the next level is buy the book on that person or that that business or anything and then you could spend a little bit more money and a little bit more intense research by actually finishing a whole book on the matter and then connect like you can do everything in your power to get a hold of that person or that business like i'm trying to get a hold of a company today i called three different people this morning at 5 a.m my time 8 a.m east coast time i was like i need to get a hold of these executives i was like do, do everything in your power to help me get a hold of this person. So I have Love a whole it. team reaching out to these people. I will do everything. As soon as I get off with you guys, I'm going to, I got a number. I don't know if it connects to them or just some random person in the middle of nowhere, China who picks up a hotline. I will connect with that person. And that's like, you need to just climb up the ladder and get to your goals. And if you just have no money, no time, do the littlest amount and make sure you get it done. The more money, the more time you have, reach to the next level. The more money and more time you have, if I can, I'll fly out tomorrow to go have this business meeting, connect with these people, nail down this project and go on my way. But if I didn't, and I was just like that 20 year old kid who was broken everything, I would do everything in my power to do it within what the, the means that I had that day. Truly amazing. So, I couldn't have said it better myself. Read, research and connect. Yo brother, I truly appreciate you coming on here and dropping this amazing value on us. And honestly learning this amazing side of you and and uh, this other growth of you um in in the field that you are now in the, in the entrepreneurship and business space and i think that a lot of people are going to be able to take away a ton of value from this and and use it for themselves so i appreciate that thank you for coming on man we really appreciate it thank, thank you guys for the opportunity dude i'm telling you right now mendez you're one of my favorite people in the fitness industry i'm just getting to know you obviously so Mine too. dude thank you guys so much for the opportunity i cannot wait to be lined up with you guys at a race again soon yeah hell yeah man we're looking it, man. forward to you it keep us informed and we're here to boys. help you yeah you gotta you gotta bring that mullet down to south florida yep come get some that's all right, right. talk to you guys soon all right buddy top, top life bye Woo. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.